Listen, sister, I don't dance. And I can't take time out now to learn. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. We're more like treasure protectors. You scruffy look. They're gonna hate us at the beginning, but we'll get them in the end. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept. My name is Elijah Smith. Thank you for tuning in to the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Mackey, coming to you live. Sean, how is it going? It's going well, dude. have some perfect weather here in Virginia. Pumped for this movie. Mm. Love this movie. Love to ready, hear it. Ready to vibe Love with to you guys. It. We're also here live with our other very dear friend, Rudy Rudolph. Rudy, how's it? How's it going? What's the vibe for you right it's now? Going good, dear friend. Um, it's going good. Uh, you know, I just baked my first loaf of quarantine bread, um, <laughs> Dutch oven style, and it came out perfect. So. I think I'm gonna start doing that. And can you explain the uh, yeah. quarantine baking uh, trend for yeah, us? Because I, I don't understand uh, why this is sweeping the nation. You know, um, we're staying inside. Um, you know, it's almost like apocalyptic. Apocalyptic is kind of like old timey. <laughs> old timey is kind of like frontier. Frontier is kind of like you know homesteader, and that just leads right to home fresh baked bread. So I feel like that's kind of the rationale. If you follow that logic chain, it's very ru- it's very <laughs> rustic. Back to basics. So yeah, so I made some uh, some good bread, and um, life is good. <laughs> just going to eat that for the next four days and uh, be fine. Just making uh, quarantine a little uh, doughier. <laughs> a little love to doughier, hear it. a little bit more carby. Speaking of quarantine, Rudy, you've also been spending years doing another, <laughs> taking part in another trend that's been currently sweet, sweeping the nation. You've been watching uh, Tiger King. How's that going for El, you? El Tigre. El Jefe Tigre. After... Uh, after explicitly stating last week that you did not feel the need to watch Tiger King. <laughs> yes, you caved. You went and binge watched I caved. It. <laughs> it came to the point where it was one of those things where, you know, I I was working and I was like, let me put on something in the background, you know, so that I could uh, not work so hard. And I put on Tiger King. And let me tell you, boys, <laughs> I was completely <laughs> wrong because I, you know, I knew the rough details about you know the the whole series, but I sat down at around three thirty in the afternoon, and I did not get up until seven hours later <laughs> <laughs> when all seven episodes were done. It's that good because it, it freaking rips you in, okay? And you just it's like it's it's so cliche to say it's like watching a train wreck, but it is <laughs> seriously each person is like more screwed up than the last. And you just feel so bad for these guys. This guy Joe Exotic, Ugh. he's got this you know, this crazy life. It's it's something about having tigers that makes you like this cult head godlike figure <laughs> that just like oh wow that guy has a tiger. I should leave my life behind me and go follow him and do whatever he says. You know, and it's that's, just that's all it takes is a tiger. Yeah. Who is who is taking care of the tigers now, dude? So you had this. He had this whole crew of people. Like I'm not gonna get into the whole deal, but basically he picked up these like ne'er do wells and he'd have them working for like below minimum wage. <laughs> he was feeding them like he was feeding the tigers meat expired meat from Walmart. Oh no! But the guys would pick through the truck before they gave it to the tigers. To bring home uh, like steaks for dinner, oh. it was brutal. So, you know, heck? long story short, I think you guys should both watch it. I think you'd be, you know, seriously entertained. It's just, it's a cultural moment that we're having in America. It's kind of like you know, I feel like everything's kind of turned back to like 1950s America, where you have you know the white picket fence and all everybody's inside. It seems like I don't know. I look around my neighborhood and you got people like walking around and like Everyone's waving to the neighbors neighborly. and like. Just dying for some social interaction. Hey, how are you doing? So it's the return this, like, of the monoculture, yeah. where every, yeah, exactly. everybody is tuned into the same thing. So this like Tiger King has just been a nice little check on that, saying like, no, we're all scumbags <laughs> and dirtbags, <laughs> and you know, re- remember your place. So I feel like if every yeah. if, Sean, do you ha- currently have it in your uh, your plans to be watching? Yeah, it's this in my show? queue. It's on my list. Uh, okay, maybe maybe. Man, remember the old I have Netflix a, queue. They we'll used to, have to like, watch it you, this week. I, I don't know if you guys had it Netflix back in the day, but you like it was almost all d- DVD like ordering. 
So you'd make a queue of DVDs you want yeah. sent to your house. <laughs> Forgot yeah. about that. I have a very firm uh, no participation in cultural trends. Yeah, so you won't uh, watch a policy. So I'll dip my toes. <laughs> in. I absolutely refuse to watch a train wreck. No, I'm. I just. I mainly. I just kind of. I don't really choose to watch things that I don't enjoy. I so, feel like if anybody, <laughs> if anybody had a hundred acres of land, they will create a a tiger <laughs> zoo. <laughs> That's the funniest thing about it. It's like everyone wants, they all want a freaking zoo. So like this other guy, you got the Tiger King, and then someone comes in and like wants to take over his zoo, and then there's like a big legal battle, and then he goes and starts another zoo. It's like, why? Can't you find another business to go into? (laughs) Everyone just wants to have a zoo, man. Yeah. We all want to be like Adam. But I think you'd like it, Elijah. I think you would really like it. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, meth usage. Uh, a lot of what? guns. <laughs> how, would, how would we like that? <laughs> what about what about meth usage makes you say Elijah would be into this? <laughs> Just <laughs> ah, yes, that is true. I am a, a large uh, partaker of meth, so good point. I, I can I can see the logical yeah. progression. I think I think you should give it a try. I don't know. I'm not going to make any promises, but uh, I'm not going to rule it out either. I don't know. I. I just I can't fathom spending seven hours watching something that's going to make me uncomfortable. We used to have this DVD set of movies um, starring this actor uh, named Don Knotts. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he was the deputy in the Andy Griffith show. And his whole sort of shtick was being extremely awkward and uncomfortable. And that was like his main character trait. <laughs> so we had these this set of movies that he was in where he was the main star. And they were just pretty much consisted of this guy being awkward. And they were just awful movies to watch because it is, <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a type, it's a type of humor that I do not uh, relate to. Subscribe to. Is it like Napoleon yeah. Dynamite type? No, because I love Napoleon Dynamite. I'm a huge Napoleon Dynamite guy. I like the randomness, and I but I do not like... I like very random things, but I don't like uncomfortable things. And I don't think Napoleon Dynamite really? is really uncomfortable. It's really? more just like really random. I love Napoleon Dynamite. Shoot. It's a classic. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable, though. We might have to re- we, we might have to. That might be a future oh, episode yeah. of Lose Concept. write that down. Oh, boy. Napoleon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's what they call in show business a tease. So. <laughs> Hashtag no new movies. Yeah, yeah. We only- <laughs> no new movies. Only movies that came out before 2015. <laughs> All right, let's uh, speaking of new movies. Yeah, let's keep this rolling. <laughs> yeah, speaking of new movies, that is a transition. Boom. That's that's how you do it in showbiz. Super clean. We're gonna talk about our our uh, movie trailer of the week. A little segment we like to have for a while. There, it was uh, getting pretty slim. Slim pickings with the. Uh, movie trailers that were coming out there wasn't a whole lot because everything was getting postponed but finally thank you to the uh ever powerful netflix we finally got one this week we got the trailer for extraction which is a uh chris hemsworth starring action film directed Mm. by the russo brothers of noted um avengers fame avengers affiliation fame guys what was your uh, what was your first takes to extraction? Explosive. He, he's gonna. He's a dentist, right? He's a. Dentist. <laughs> he's, an, he's an out of work dentist due to the coronavirus. He's an international. Just Chris Hemsworth sitting in a room doing push ups. <laughs> he just extracts his own teeth. Oh my gosh! Just kidding. That's not what this is all about at all. It was explosive, it's, dude. Yeah, that's one well, one way to explain it. I think I think it looks really cool. It it looks very similar to that movie that Netflix released with uh, the three big stars, and I'm blanking on the name. Something Ridge or Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier. Yeah, Triple Frontier Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> it looks. It, um, there were four big stars yeah. in that. Oh, sorry. Actually, five. I'm forgetting someone. But, <laughs> but it looks kind of like that. It's like it looks really cool, but I think I'm I'm worried it's going to be just like explosions and like you know. Just kind of one of those like fourteen-year-old boy movies, which is fine, which I'm cool with. But <laughs> did you wow ageist much against fourteen-year-old boys? <laughs> did you guys see Six Underground? No, that was the uh, Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah, I got five minutes into that movie and had to turn it off. 
just just a mess. Was that Russo Brothers? No. No, it was a recent oh. Netflix movie that Ryan Reynolds was in. Yeah. Netflix is like surprisingly hit or miss. Yeah. Um I mean, is it su- is it surprising or is it I mean that's kind of their whole strategy, right? It's just like quantity over quality and it's like just throw sort money. of a little bit of a spray and pray. Spray and pray. We're gonna put out so many movies and chances are one of these is gonna It'll hit one niche. have some sort of cultural impact yeah. of some kind. I do think it's a cool concept though of like a new movie that comes out that under our current circumstances, we can't see in a theater, but everyone will probably go and watch that movie on Netflix. It'll be like Tiger King. Yeah. They're taking advantage moment. of the quarantine. Yeah, do you think that's going to happen, though? Yeah, I don't know if I can see much of a cultural moment around uh, Chris Hemsworth um, beating up <laughs> people in an Arabic or Indian <laughs> country. Is this um, India? or This is going to be our insensitive, culturally insensitive yeah, moment yep. of the week. This is going to be damage go. control <laughs> next week. Bangladesh, actually, Elijah. Bangladesh, uh, it's close. I don't think I don't think many people are going to be rallying around watching a movie of uh, Chris Hemsworth beating up random dudes in Bangladesh. But I can tell you, a lot of moms are. going to What do be. I know? The suburban moms—they're all That's into uh, Chris Hemsworth, big time. A positive sign for this movie that I notice is they don't have. Uh, Chris Hemsworth doing an accent that's not an Australian <laughs> accent. I noticed that. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Black Hat, where uh, <laughs> yeah. I believe he was supposed to have a South African accent and be playing a hacker, and he cycled through about uh, 15 <laughs> different accents over the course of that movie. All of them not being South African. Which was ab- absolutely uh, enthralling and electric to watch, but I think not for the reason that they intended <laughs> Uh, this movie was awesome. You had like four different accents. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a tour tour de force performance for Chris Hemsworth, but uh, not yeah, not for the reasons expected. So that's my uh, unsolicited movie recommendation of the week. <laughs> Go watch Black Hat no, for a good time. Geez. I really think it's true that like ac- actors get cast in certain roles when they play them too long and they're too popular. So, like, during this whole trailer, watching, I was just waiting for him to summon that hammer and get him out of that situation, you know? And maybe I just haven't seen enough of movies without him, with him without wearing a cape, but... Uh, well, I think I think that played into his choice to be in this movie, probably. He was like, oh, a movie where I get to wear regular pants? Yeah. Sign me up. I'm down. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's how I would be picking movies. That If I was a famous movie star, that's how I'd be picking the movies I'm in. Which ones can I wear regular <laughs> pants for? It'll be interesting to see these Marvel characters. I mean, it's a pretty busy production schedule. It'll be interesting to see if a lot of these actors end up having careers outside of Marvel movies. Um just that's with, the that's the great secret. How do you uh, cross over from that? And they were all like successful in their own right before they got cast, you know. Except for Spider Man, Spiderman. Spiderman. The interesting thing about Marvel movies is like, how are we going to get our kids to watch thirty movies to under <laughs> like? Oh, you, you can't watch Endgame. You have to watch <laughs> seventeen movies to get to that point, son. <laughs> Something to think about. We should, we should be those dads that, like, force our kids to, like, watch them in the same timeline, too. Like, okay, you got to wait two years now for the next one to come out. You need to know my struggle. I, don't, I, wasn't, I was never really, like, waiting on the edge of my seat to see any of the Marvel movies, so I don't think that'd be fair to Make your kid do that. any future children I may have. There are so many of them. Next, we're going to be moving into a, a segment that we uh, introduced last week. It's called Damage Control. And uh, last week we desperately needed it because of an egregious uh, baseball mistake that Rudy made on the first <laughs> first podcast that needed to be addressed. Yes. However, we are pleased to announce that uh, on this week's uh, episode of Loose Concept in the Damage Control segment, we have nothing to report. We we knocked the ball out of the park last episode, guys. We crushed, we it. crushed it. Clap it up. We were perfect from beginning to end. And that was damage control. That was damage control. <laughs> this has been damage control. Yeah, you know it's uh, you don't re- you don't really need a damage control segment if you're the best in the game. Yeah, I feel like and I we, feel like we should keep it in there though because I just have <laughs> this weird feeling that we're just gonna keep messing. I'm gonna up. be spending a lot of time in this section. <laughs> Send us feedback. Comment on our Instagram page if we messed up next week. Just uh, say hey, you know. 
Don't cancel us. Just leave a nice comment with positive feedback. I can't really think of a nice comment to leave us, so maybe you could think of a nice comment to leave us. <laughs> I'm going to start going through and just commenting on our, our Instagrams about how great we are. What's that called? Or my go- personal ghost account. handle? Or a, or a burner account. Burner. I, except it won't be a burner account. I, it'll be your it'll primary just be my account. regular account saying, wow, this podcast rules. <laughs> that's called social media strategy, boys and girls. <laughs> we won't charge you. That's proprietary. You can't, yeah, you can't use, use any of that. You can't. <laughs> Our Udemy video will be coming out shortly. <laughs> We're actually transitioning this podcast into uh, business development uh, <laughs> training videos. Yeah. That's where the money is. I think there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of space in that sector currently. So, podcasts are too overcrowded, man. Everyone's doing oh, them, dude. There's just too. I many. just heard a stat that like podcast people who listen to podcasts are like way down. Like podcast downloads and listens are like way down because nobody's commuting anywhere. <laughs> I believe it. Nobody's commuting anywhere. Nobody's like doing any. No one's going to the gym. Everyone's just sitting at home. And, who who wants to sit in their house and listen to three random dorks talk about? random movies from the mid to early 2000s <laughs> when you can watch tiger king on netflix my mom for one yeah exactly at 8 a.m couldn't be me <laughs> so it's the perfect time to start i think all right ladies and gentlemen the moment you've all been waiting for we are going to transition into discussing our future movie of the week i don't know how we can possibly build it up anymore the hype is just it's just overwhelming right now we're talking Secondhand Lions. <laughs> Insert lion roar. <laughs> music <laughs> transition. Yeah, lion roar. Hype, hype horn. <laughs> We're gonna. We gotta. Start, I gotta start adding more sound effects yeah, to the pod. I think that yeah, would. We talked yeah. about it. Increased yeah, listenership. We're, We're thinking about a seventy percent increase. <laughs> It's all going to be sound bites of hype horns. I'm just going to do a bunch of different hype horns. Right now. Yep, you hear that in the background? Oh, there goes another one. Oh, and another one. It's all hype horns, baby. I'm just creating more work for myself in the editing phase. It's great. It's going to be three in the morning. and I'll be uh, swearing at myself. Why did you're an idiot? Why'd you do that? Secondhand lions. Sean. We're going to start with you. Actually, no. Sean, you're going to go last because you always say like five things. Rudy, you're going first. What is your favorite thing about the movie? Okay. Rudy goes on to list five things. (laughs) No. Favorite thing about the movie. uh, I think the best thing about the movie is Robert Duvall. He totally kills it. He is like, you know, every time he's he's kind of like the center of the movie. Uh, Everyone else is kind of like supporting. And... uh, you know, every time they're going to a flashback, it's just, you know, electric. And I, he was the coolest. Grandpa. Rudy, I have some uh, some news for you that uh, he wasn't the guy playing the young Robert Duvall character in the flashback. Wait, what? <laughs> How do you know that? Yeah, that that wasn't actually that him, Arabian believe Nights? it or not. No, I'm pretty sure it was. I thought they did this 30-year film process like it was like boyhood that would be more than 30 years it would be like a 50 year movie production that's why it's a masterpiece Masterpiece. no but but yeah he was just like you know we could get into it later but like the the bar scene or like the you know it wasn't really a bar but Mm. that fight scene there were a lot of parts in this movie where I'm just like I just smiled to myself like you know it wasn't chills like Miracle but it was more just like a happy like a good warm hearted feeling and I was just smiling to myself and Mm -hmm. that, that scene I was like this he's the man so that's definitely the best part of, the, of this movie it's a great answer i think my my choice for best aspect of the movie not favorite part but i think something that is uh severely underrated when people talk about this movie is the performance by Haley joel osmond he like crushes it what? i think he totally totally yeah i think that that age range like to be you know what is he like a 12 probably 12 year old actor in the movie you're not you're no longer like the cute little kid right but you're not a teenage actor you're just sort of like in between how often do you see people playing a role in that phase of their life it's like such an awkward time you don't really know who you are or what you're doing but he crushes it i think he nails like the awkwardness and uncomfortableness that uh comes with that time period of your life he like his voice, his voice is cracking. He's like 
he's totally exasperated but doesn't know what to do or how to handle himself and uh he's really just going through it so that's what i think is actually might be the best performance i don't know man i thought he was kind of annoying dude don't (laughs) get off walk on my hot take wait for the correct segment to share your your complaints hold the criticism okay sean i would say the the overall theme of just growing up um I feel like each one of the characters kind of grows up in a way. Um, just really loved the the personal experiences that they all go through um, over the summer um, to go from kind of uh, Garth and Hub, the, the two uh, uncles, kind of dismissing Walter at the beginning and then going to towards the end of basically adopting him um, was just awesome to see all of the the scenes that kind of portray through that you mentioned it um, about the bar scene with kind of just giving those uh, young hooligans from the movie Grease uh, a talking to <laughs> um, and just the summer vibes. I felt some nostalgia with that. Um, but yeah, I just loved all of the growth that each one of the characters had and also loved Robert Duvall, like you said, Rudy. That's why we had you had you go last because we knew you were gonna t- touch on like twelve different. I said one. And I just highlighted what Rudy said. He expounded the vibe. it. It's the vibes, expounding. the, the overall, overall vibes. vibes. Yeah. No, I feel it. Yeah. Also, maybe want to get a farm and have a pig dog. <laughs> and okay, so I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna sprinkle facts in randomly as the as they uh, fit into the conversation. But during the production of the movie. They they were very worried about scenes uh, with Hilly Joel Osment and the lion and the ferocity yes. of the lion. Yes. However, he was never attacked by the lion, but he was attacked by the pig at one Get point. Oh my god! So they didn't they didn't factor. Yeah, apparently they didn't factor in the fact that uh, pigs can be quite ferocious. <laughs> yeah, when I was so. watching those lion scenes where he's like getting dragged into the cornfield, I was like. That is yeah. not him. <laughs> and well, speaking of the speaking of the lion scenes, the interesting fact about that was that um, it's actually they had a female stunt double playing him. Interesting. So in those scenes where it was a real live lion, it was a, a female playing the role. And then in the scenes where you can see Haley Joel Osment in the role with in the scene with the lion, he uh, it's actually a puppet. Lion. I was going to say so. it had to be because those things are ferocious. As as we know, I'm from throw Tiger. this out there. The lion, the lion was from the farm, Doc Antle's farm, and this may be on this, what? May, this may be on damage control next week because <laughs> I'm just saying that. <laughs> yes, it's true. You heard it here first. Is that true? It is for now. <laughs> okay, so I, I like the confidence. Okay. We're just gonna roll with it. We're just creating a damage control moment. But yeah, those things are you know it's it's those guys are vicious, man. They'll they'll rip your heads off. So I, I I didn't think it was a real one. I guess they wrote the movie revolving around a female lion because the writer thought a female lion would be more docile than a male. However, in all actuality, the males are much more uh, calm than the females, so they actually had some more stuff to worry about in that aspect. But just wow. dropping all sorts of fun facts on you that I we're probably going to have Ooh. to correct all of them in damage control <laughs> next week. <laughs> but that, ladies and gentlemen, is called preparing for future episodes by giving yourself future content. So. One funny award I saw it win was the ARP Best Intergenerational Film <laughs> for grown-ups. Because <laughs> it's got old people. It does talk like they, that they checks talk about out. age a lot. That's like a big theme throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, Getting old. Uh, you know, uh, Hub feeling like he's he's old and washed up and useless, and the lion feeling like it's old and washed up and useless. I would like, I would put that in like one of the best categories about the movie is their performances as old people because just like, I mean, obviously they are two two old guys, so they know how to play old guys, but the little mannerisms and the things that they do and like the motions and the way they, the way that he's like sits down on the curb and like all that stuff. Obviously he's just like, they're just playing themselves. But I mean, I've seen my, my grandfather do some of those exact same things and it's just, it makes (laughs) it like that much more realistic. I just love the, the massive use of shotguns. (laughs) I'm sure Michael Caine and Robert Duvall just like pressed for more (laughs) shotgun use. (laughs) 
We need more scenes where Dude, we're shooting guns. Should we guns. be in a boat and shoot the gun into the lake? <laughs> yeah, that was really sketchy. Uh, uh, did you see that one scene? You gotta watch where... Tiger King if you like. If you like the guns, check out Tiger <laughs> yeah. King. Rudy's turning this into just a Tiger King adver- advertising. Second in Lions is a Tiger King spinoff. <laughs> um, Rudy, are they paying you? No. Um, I had a um, a prompt for you guys. Let's hear it. Walter Let's Walter packs a suitcase for an unspecified period of time for the summer. <laughs> what are you guys packing in your suitcase to go visit with your uncle? Gotcha. For I thought you were going to say he packs for one night. That too. <laughs> that's what's in his suitcase. That'd be, that'd be a hot take. Is he packs one set of clothes? Uh, if I okay, so what? Are, the question is, what are we putting in our suitcase? To yeah. when our mom is going to drop us off with our two crazy old uncles for an unspecified and, amount of time, and it's a surprise. Um, probably <laughs> an outfit for warm weather, an outfit for cold weather, a toothbrush, toothpaste. Uh, are you which, actually uh, going to bring the toothpaste? Dude, yes. Walter noticeably <laughs> <Yes>. did not <laughs> use. <laughs> yes, I was going to talk about that. <laughs> Are you, are and, you bringing uh, the toothpaste like a psychopath? Yeah, the gnarliest scene in this movie by far is the the brushing the teeth straight with no uh, toothpaste. No toothpaste. Uh, or, just uh, destroying the gums. I didn't understand. <laughs> and I, I didn't understand, like, he picked something out of the toothbrush. Like, wasn't it his toothbrush? <laughs> Did he find it in the garbage or something? Well, he just has it in there, like, rolling around in his suitcase. So who knows with how many dirt, what right? kind of, like, residual dust bunnies were in there or stuff, you know? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <sighs> that scene makes he, uh, me shudder every time. That was definitely one of the worst parts of the movie. <laughs> Gnarly. Gnarly. Do you see what I'm trying to go here? Oh. Trying to tr- transition. Oh, <laughs> Look at you go. Trying to transition subtly. <laughs> Look at you go. <laughs> keeping this, keeping the wheels rolling on the show. <laughs> Sean, what was your least favorite thing about the movie? Um, the least favorite, though there were very few. Um, I didn't really enjoy the way that they died. Um, the the oh, really? two uncles. What would you have preferred? I mean, I just thought it was kind of, I don't know. It made them look a little bad to just think that they could take the, the plane into the barn. <laughs> um, made them seem kind of senile at the end. Well, they probably um, were. Which maybe, may, maybe they were. Who knows? <laughs> But I would have done a little bit different ending. All right. Well, I'm going to foreshadow. There was, there is a very different ending to this movie, but we'll Ooh. touch on that later. So, Ooh. something to think about, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they call a tease. Actually, I already Ooh. told you about teases. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a master class in podcast teases. After a word from our sponsors, <laughs> this is brought to you by Crest. Crest is this is brought to you by Acme Animal Movers. <laughs> those guys were electric. I needed more of those guys. <laughs> yeah. King of the jungle. They were, so they were like they were like from Brooklyn. They had Brooklyn accents, but they were in Texas for some reason. <laughs> Rudy, hit us with uh, hit us with your least favorite part of the movie. Besides the toothbrush scene. <laughs> Besides the toothbrush scene. I think the worst part about the movie was any scene with like the family, the extended family. Yeah. That wasn't like there like any any time the extended family was in the picture and you had Robert Duvall, you know, making fun of them and like, uh, you know, just trying to get them to leave. That was funny, but they were just like so obnoxious, you know, obviously just looking for the, like just so blatantly looking for the inheritance and it's just like really annoying. So, and, and like the mother, especially oh, like she's bad. horrible lady, you know, horrible lady, like just, just, you know from top to bottom, just terrible. I um, can, I see what you're saying. Like as human beings, those are not people you would want to hang around. But I like but good acting. Yeah, yeah, good acting, and I like having the characters there for Hub and Garth to act off of, because yeah, I think sure. yeah, I think it like it's a perfect reason and like a perfect old man reason for keeping you know a random child around <laughs> yeah. your property is just so you don't have to deal with more random children. <laughs> yeah, it seems or, like, like they're lying like, around. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're like that is they needed some sort of impetus for them to keep doing these crazy things and that to me was like the perfect motivation for doing that. What do you got? I don't know if I have I don't know if I have a least favorite least favorite part. Um I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would. I think I don't know what to think. I don't know. I don't have any thoughts about this this movie. This for this podcast where we sit around and talk it, about it, our it thoughts all, on movies. In all seriousness, for like the first two, like hour and ten minutes of this movie, I was like, "Where are the takes?" I had no takes. <laughs> it was just like, "Oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. This is great." And there's like nothing. Yeah, it's just enjoyable. Really riff on. Just caught in the moment of pure joy and maybe that's simplicity and summer. The simplicity of childhood life. Um, my least, uh, what do I le- like least about it? Oh, here's the thing I like the least about it. Not enough uh, Josh Lucas exposure. Yes. I love Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas is my guy. Uh, noted voice of Home Depot commercials, oh, Josh yeah. Lucas. I don't know. He just seems like he'd be a nice person based who did, on his face. Who did he, Who was he? He was He's grown Walter up Walt. Oh, yeah, he rocks. Yeah. He was, he was great in... Uh, in uh, the Ford vs Ferrari movie, yeah. He so my uh, the worst character, but great. <laughs> yeah. So my least favorite part is the fact that he wasn't in it enough. I mean, I I he, I think he was properly used. I think if they uh, had done more with him, it probably would have been overkill. But at the same time, that's my guy. So that's what I'm putting for my least favorite part. But um, going off of that, I was kind of like bummed out at the end to find that he was like a cartoon or ca- cartoonist. <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, after hearing all those adventures from your uncles, you know, couldn't you have picked What did like you a, want him to be? Like a fireman or something? I don't know, something adventurous. He was just Indiana like, Jones? Sit, sit inside, draw some pictures. He's a storyteller, man. Yeah. He heard about all the just stories. Just like that. He had to retell them. Yeah. He's passing Fine. the stories. Why do you always have to change my mind? <laughs> I can't just say, yeah, you're right, Rudy. You're wrong. <laughs> You're always wrong. <laughs> Get that right tape. Well, now that I talked about how much I think that role was perfectly cast, uh, what, what's a role that you would recast? We're going into our recast a role Ooh. segment here. We're going to start yes. with uh, Rudy this time. Rudy, who are you recasting? I'm glad, I'm glad you're starting with me. I have a pretty hot take recast. Ooh, Ooh, let's so hear it. And I just want you to hear me out on it. So wait, wait, real quick. Whoa, Some parameters whoa, whoa. for the recast recast segment that I don't think we ever did. We uh, we here at Loose Concept fully understand that movies do not have unlimited production budgets and a lot of times can't afford top-tier act- actors to play every single role. But uh, in the Loose Concept cinematic universe, they do. So <laughs> that's why Ooh. we will choose actors of whatever prestige level into whatever role we yes. please. That's why I want Jeff Bezos. Thank you for, li- thank you for listening <laughs> to that public announcement. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Well, this is a, I'm cutting a pretty big actor here. Ooh. I think as much as I love him, I don't think Michael Caine <gasps> belongs in this movie. <laughs> Let it hang. Let it hang. Wait, hear me out. What? Hear me out. He is awesome. Okay. He's great. He's fantastic. Several times in this movie, I heard the British accent. He had a really hard what? time keeping the Southern accent. Yes. What? Watch it again. I actually had a I had a note down about how nope. he was good on the accent the nope. whole time. Listen to it again. I gotta watch this Black Hat mu- movie now because I'm a little uh, concerned about your ear for voices. <laughs> okay, I think that he's great, but he was like, he was just, and I know he's trying. He was kind of like the caretaker. He was like the mother side of the relationship to to young Walter, but I just felt like he was, you know, he didn't belong. He's not a Texas guy, you know. Okay. So hear me out on the replacement. I think I would like to see him now. I know there's a little bit of an age difference, but I think they could have made it work. I would like to see Harrison Ford play that role. Huh. Make him Southern. Make him a little more intellectual and not like not quite as Indiana Jonesy, but like still kind of like more of a sidekick to Hub, because Hub was kind of always like a Lone Ranger and kind of no. He's Harrison know, Ford's like, too alpha. You can't no. He's too alpha for that role. Um, yeah, he's not sit. He's not sitting someone, on a porch. You need someone that's that's a you need a team player guy. I don't know, man. I, I don't. Just, ha- I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Well, there it is. It's it's there. Roast me for it. <laughs> just leave that out there. <laughs> Let it ruminate. I okay. So a few words in defense of the Michael Caine mm. casting. While the uh, we can debate about the accent slippage all night, I uh, I think that the one thing he does nail with Robert Duvall, the two of them together, chemistry wise, they like totally get like the brother to brother relationship, and uh, the way that plays out, and how you know when you have brothers, you sort of like. <laughs> 
fill in for each other's character character traits where one may be lacking the other can sort of take the lead and I think you see that in this movie and the way that they interact with each other with uh, you know Hub sort of pushing Garth a little bit and Garth sort of like pressing on the stepping on the brakes a little bit for Hub and like there's that push pull there that I think they nail so perfectly I don't think you can change that role but I don't hate you for trying let me tell you (laughs) what it's like having a brother <laughs> yeah, says the guy with no brother. I did know that. I thought they had great chemistry. I I, I think Harrison Ford would have stole the movie a little bit too mm. much. Whereas I think Michael Caine would have enhanced the movie. But I mean, you got Harrison Ford in this movie. I I just I don't think he he doesn't really just sit in the background. It, the mm-hmm. takes the take, man. It's out there. Yeah. I stand by right. it. Sean, it's almost like you're saying he's too Th- alpha. That is, that is basically what I'm saying. If you would just... Okay, let me ask you something. It. Let me ask you something. <laughs> is Brad Pitt an alpha? Yes. No, not in the same way that Harrison Ford is. Oh, come on. Yes, I think they're ve- those are two very different actors. Dude, no. Totally Brad different. Pitt's an alpha, George Clooney's an alpha, and they work fine in Oceans. And Brad Pitt's a little bit of a second fiddle, but he knows his place and... He kills it. That's fine. You're allowed, you're, allowed on to be, you're allowed to be wrong on this podcast and <laughs> on the internet in front of all of God's people. That's fine. Sean, recast a role. So Let's my hear it. my recast is a budget friendly one where you reuse two <laughs> characters that were barely in the film. Uh, to to second uh, Elijah's um, least favorite was Josh Lucas's minuscule role. I would I would actually have Josh Lucas play a young uh, hub. Ooh, and nice Eric, speaking my language. And Eric Balfour playing a uh, sheik. What? He's the um, sheik's grandson. Uh, he comes in on the helicopter. The sheik was kind of crazy. But I think it's good, like because that's yeah. the sheik sort of. The, that's the thing with the flashbacks is that they sort of play into how you know, a 12-year-old boy would imagine things to be. And they, so they sort of, like, each of the characters is, like, a little bit of a, a cartoon of what uh, that they actually were, but that's how, a, you know, a 12-year-old kid would imagine all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm, trying, I'm trying to reach past the AARP intergenerational <laughs> award and, and get some get some other nods. So Dude, that's... I thought Young Hub was just... Just he was electric. He just like mm. he was so he was good. I'm just saying, dashingly you handsome. You got Josh Lucas committed to this project. He is he's filming. He's he's out there. Like why? Quick uh quick question about about a uh, young hub. Was the mustache fake? No, dude. It was just like the hair. It was dark. I thought I, thought I saw some slippage there. Little no. little mustache mustache unpeeling. There's some scenes I where it's I looking a little surprised. Paste it on a little crooked. Also, another young hub take. Uh, did you notice that all of his kill shots are swipes across the stomach? <laughs> yeah. That's a go-to move. Just slice across the stomach. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave leave that there. The stomach swipe comment. Um, my uh, my my recast role is a little bit more of an expansion. I want a whole I want a whole Netflix series. A whole mini series, HBO, Amazon, whoever wants to pick it up, I don't know. Young Hub and Garth, and we're putting Tom Hardy and Robert Pattinson in it. Tom Hardy is Young Ooh. Hub, Robert Pattinson is Young Garth, and as the two of them in the Foreign Legion, yeah, doing their thing. I want the whole. I want like a whole, you know, ten episode run of a mini series. What was that like? Fleshed out. The whole thing, whole shebang, whole nine yards, yeah. top tier prestige drama. Let's go. That would be awesome. Sign me up. I'd pay for that. That'd be it, dude. Yeah. It's who says no? Nobody. Nobody except Tom Hardy. I'd like. To, has he done a southern accent yet? That's a tough <laughs> accent for English people to know. Yeah. Um, and Lawless yes, he has actually. Yeah, I was just gonna say Lawless. He pulls it out. He doesn't have a ton of wor- lines though, does he? Or am I thinking of no? He's, but a, he's a man of few he words. He doesn't need a ton. He doesn't need a ton. Yeah. Know, I'd, I'd like to see that. that. I would. There goes Elijah again with the take. Everyone agrees yeah. with. I would, would greenlight <laughs> that series in a heartbeat. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Thank you for appreciating my ideas. I'm like Rudy. <laughs> All right. Here's moving on. Forward. What are you thinking? The segment everybody's been waiting for. The segment, our bread and butter. 
Some people call this the the cornerstone of loose concept. Cut a scene, add a scene. We're starting with Sean this time. Sean, if you can cut a scene out of this movie and add another scene, what are we what are we uh, chip chopping up here? I'm chip chopping up a little bit of the whole salesman shtick and adding more lion scenes. And I know, like we mm. heard, it was hard to get Haley to commit to playing with the lion but i just i want to see more lion i want there's not a lot of lion yeah i mean the movie is literally called secondhand lions and i can count on one hand how many scenes i see that lion in so but dude it's because hub and garth are lions right that's why it's it's plural lions it's not plural. just secondhand lion oh i know Deep. think about it I don't know. Yeah, I agree. That's, a good, that's a good take, Rudy. I, I liked that. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more lion scene. Oh, yeah, I, I just want more lion scenes. More, more chemistry with and, young Haley Joel. And you don't need to lion. show Haley playing with the lion, but just have the lion go attack a chicken or run yeah. through a field. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, just, I want more lions. Put scenes. the pig on top of it. Put the pig on top of that. <laughs> that was funny when he when the chicken was on top of the pig and he looked at his plate and he's got eggs and, <laughs> yeah, and sausage. He's funny. like, "Yo, what's going on?" That's my take. So there's a there's a there's an interesting scene in the deleted scenes. Or actually, I'll get to this later. Never mind. Forget I talked. Forget I mentioned that. Go gotcha. ahead, Rudy. Rudy, like <laughs> tease. That's a tease. It's a tease. <laughs> Explain what that is. We need to remember all these teases. I don't really know, like, if I have a specific scene that I'd like to cut, because um, it's it's really a well done movie. I think you need the scene at the beginning of the movie, like where they end up dying in the airplane crash, but then you know that they live throughout everything else. So it's like it kind of takes away from all the other scenes where a good point. their lives are at risk. But the the family just drove me so crazy. Like the scene <laughs> where the two boys are like they want to go. They're like. Oh, what's that over there? And they see the lion cage, and they're like, "What they say? Let's go smash it!" Or something. <laughs> <laughs> something the little boys would say, but it was just like, "Oh, you're so freaking annoying." So I would cut that. <laughs> I really want to see in adding a scene. I really want to see like um, this is a little bit of like manipulation. I want to see a scene where, like, maybe after the bar fight, where uh, Hub teaches young Walter how to fight. You know, because like, it's like <laughs> oh, I've never been in a fight. And he's like, oh, well, you got to learn how to fight, you know, and there's a whole, like, montage. Where a training like, montage? Yeah, like a Rocky style. Like, <laughs> every movie's better with a training montage. No, but like a Rocky style montage. He's, like, flipping like tires. Sword and... fighting. Yeah. And then you go, instead of having the lion take out that guy's stand, the, the <laughs> boyfriend at the end, you have Walter <laughs> kick his butt. Yes. That's so stupid. <laughs> That's what I want to say. <laughs> That's that's you know, funny. I love it. That's great. That's perfect. Yes, more train montages and secondhand lines. <laughs> almost like I a, knew there was something from this missing from this movie. Almost like a Karate Kid. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so my uh, my cut a scene add a scene was actually pretty easy because um, the scene that I want to add they actually filmed it already, so you can see it. But before we get there, in order to add add this scene, which is sort of a version of one of the other scenes, but a little more extended, um, but in order to add that scene, I'm going to cut some, I think, in between, uh, somewhere in the ending, some fat can be trimmed out, you know, whether it's the scene where he jumps out of the, rolls out of the car and like walks back up or the scene with Stan, like the, there's the ending just seems a little drawn out to me. And there's like, so it's like so much of a process. So somewhere between when Stan shows up and when he walks back up and says, you guys got to stick around the, you know, those are kind of the two ends. Something in there can come out. But, um, the, ad, the scene that I want to add is actually a scene that they filmed. It was the original ending. It's in the deleted scenes. I don't know if you guys saw this or not or were aware of this. Basically, there was a totally different ending where the movie ends, and rather than it being the grandson of the Sheik who flies down in the helicopter randomly at that perfect, precise timing, <laughs> right. they actually they actually say, well, you know, at least they went out with their boots on, yada, 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 and then it like sort of fades out. And then it fades in again, and they're having there's like a funeral. 
ceremony. And so there's a funeral scene at the end. And uh, part of this scene is that Josh Lucas is there and he gives this killer monologue, just this great, you know, funeral speech. And he's basically chalking it up to these were all stories, you know, these are just some stories, but they really had an impact on me and they changed my life, even though they were just stories and all this stuff. And then um, as he's talking, you know, these guys... (laughs) As he's talking, these guys come up and they're like these motorcycle, motorcycle-looking guys. And he's like, "Oh, what's these guys' deal?" And it, it turns out those are the guys that fought um, oh. Hub in the bar. So it's like the adult version, and they're there with like their wives, but they're all like, you know. So that's that's a good element of the scene. Ooh. And then later on in the scene, this gigantic trailer, you know, horse horse carrying tractor trailer rolls up and all these guys on horses ride out and it's the entire like french foreign legion is there and they sent like legion of horses there and so that part of the story is true and then last but not least this limo rolls up and the sheik rolls out of the limo and he's there and he like shakes his fist at their grave and is like sort of respectful of it at the same time and there's like all these things that are happening happening and uh josh lucas is he has two little boys and they're named Hub and Garth. And uh-huh. the one looks up at him and he's like, So it's all true? And he's like, Yeah, it was all true. And it's like, Guess such so. <laughs> a, it, yeah, it, it wraps it up so much better, I think, than just like the Sheik's grandson flying in and being like, what? Oh, I saw it on the news, you know? Why did they so, cut yeah. that? No, I love that. And it's funny because, like, you describing that, I kind of forgot about that, but <laughs> we had the DVD, so I definitely, like, it's in my brain and my memory bank. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I'm like yeah, I remember that, and that fits so, so much better for sure. Yeah, in my head, I always have that as the actual ending. So when I'm watching this movie and it ends the the way it, the original way, I'm like, wait, something's missing here. So I always have to go to the deleted scenes no. and rewatch the alternate ending because in my head, that's the correct. Who ending. edited this movie? Well, that's there's sort of an interesting story about that. Basically, they um, they showed it to a test audience and the people didn't like the ending. So they had to go back and they, I guess they spent $600,000 to reshoot, you know, that final scene, renting that helicopter, of, you know, the grandson landing the helicopter and showing what? it. So yeah. Who but, was this um, test? Audience? That's my cut of scene at a scene. That's awesome. Big Love things. It. But I think they, they had it, they had it right the first way. So sometimes it's a little bit of a, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of yeah. situation. Yes. Got to go with your so. gut, type thing. Yeah. So now we're moving into our uh, general questions section of the pod. Do you guys have any uh, questions? I already brought up some of mine, mainly the one about Young Hub's mustache being fake. But um, <laughs> now that we've covered that, is there anything else that we, uh, you guys, are maybe a little skeptical about? I want to know where I can get a pair of those denim overalls. Yes. <laughs> Man, those things look awesome. Dude, that's got to be in a, a mail order catalog somewhere. You should uh, should check Tractor Supply Co. Yes, that's what big I fan. recommend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing you in farmer overalls, raw denim farmer overalls. I had a, I had a, a hypothetical question of what do you guys think Walter does with the money? Cocaine. <laughs> I think he uh, I think he, he no. uses it to support himself while he. Draws yes. cartoons that are obvious. <laughs> That's not like a great way to make money. He takes the money and he revamps the. Uh, he gets jo- calls up Joanna Gaines and they revamp the uh, farmhouse. <laughs> and he lives there with his family. Turns into another so weekend. And Joanna, they kind of allude to the fact that like they blew all the money. The uncles blew all the money because he like points over that gigantic yacht in the park. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess he spent all my money. Yeah, maybe maybe they don't have. Do any you guys money find it a little there? odd that like. There was no, like, you don't really hear about the love interest for uh, Michael Caine's character, for Garth. There's no, you know, development there. He doesn't, uh... Well, I think it's uh, just there's more There's gotta of be a story a, there. There should be a second I think it's one. more of just Hub's story of why is he kind yeah. of, why is he sleepwalking and attacking the water with a plunger? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would like to see that, like, uh, second you know... Second-hand lines, too. Second second-hand lines. Second, second-hand second lines, too. I mean... Just to to go back real quick to worse, worse things, and while I I love Josh Lucas being in this movie, now that Haley Joel Osment is a full grown adult, we know that he he doesn't grow up to look like Josh Lucas. <laughs> so maybe the casting there wasn't as prime as I initially said, but um, 
Yeah, still glad Josh Lucas made it into this movie. It is funny to look at the IMDb adult picture of Haley with this huge beard and then a picture of Josh Lucas now and being like, yeah, these guys don't even look like they could be distant relatives. <laughs> it is funny, though. I mean, you can kind of see it, though, in the the early scenes where, you know, it's young Haley Joel Osment. You're like, oh, I can kind of see how Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's like funny that. how... I loved I loved on the the ending credits when they they wrote out each animal's name. <laughs> Did you guys see that? You gotta. Yeah, the animals were great. The dogs they were so I love the dogs. They were animal so funny. Rights, dog. Animal rights. Animal rights. One other interesting aspect on the production, and then we'll uh, we'll transition into wrapping this bad boy up. But um, they filmed the movie in sequence, so as you watch the movie, you can hear. Haley Joel Osment's voice getting deeper because he's going through puberty as the, as the movie oh, really? goes on. And that's Whoa. why his voice is cracking. So if you watch, like, if you rewatch and you just watch the first scene that he's in and then you watch the last scene he's in, he does seem like a little bit larger and he's definitely grown a little more and his voice is definitely a little deeper, which I think is, uh, you know, one of those, those small details that impacts the vibe of the whole movie and you pick up on it just. You that don't know cool. you're picking up on it. So yeah. A good You can see the growth. Touch. I mean, movie. they obviously, you know, had the time because this is, was a 50-year production that started started with them filming young Robert Duvall in yeah. the French Foreign Legion scenes. But, uh, yeah. Well, this has been another episode of Loose Concept. Um, we're going to real quick announce our movie for next week. Drum roll, sound effect here. It's building. It's building. You can hear it. And then I'm going to throw it to Sean to announce it. Sean, what are we watching for next week's podcast? We are watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's right. We're moving into the uh, the 2010s decade. 2019 to be specific. Yeah, going to the last year. (laughs) Yeah, right. We're not just talking about movies from 2003 and 2004. Anymore, <laughs> so, branching out. So, be on the lookout for that coming to you sometime next week. Um, you guys have any, any other closing thoughts? Well, I think we'll see in that movie that there'll be two alphas playing comparative <laughs> roles and they will Goodness. be complimenting themselves nicely. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This has been another episode of Loose Concept. Thank you for listening. We'll uh, see you guys next week. Keep it loose. Keep it loose. Keep it conceptual. <laughs> Peace. Cue music. That price on my head, is that dead or alive? No, no, no. Star Hey, I-, I have an idea. How about we get back to the important topics, like the fact that I almost had my face cut off by a Decepticon. As a taxpayer, I would have lodged a complaint, as a matter of fact. You look gorgeous. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way.